Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world famous back room of a comic book store. And please welcome your host for the first ever live podcast of all things Comedy Network, Al Madrigal and Bill Burr! right, It's the first one, yeah. Why don't you go over there? Oh! It's happening. Thanks for coming out. What's going on? How are you? The first one. We're doing. Yeah, we're doing the odd couple thing here. You're (laughs) drinking beer. I got the fucking tea, right? (laughs) Well, you. uh, It's not because I'm a health nut. I'm a big time booze hound, and I take gaps. Take gaps (laughs) off, right? So right now, do you talk about that at all? You take. uh, You just had a big weekend. You. uh, I taped a special uh, about ten days ago, so I I didn't booze for like like six, seven weeks before that to get the the pizza and beer weight off. So I don't have a big pumpkin head when I go out there. I already get trashed enough on Twitter. I don't need to help them. Right? So that's what I do. Then I, I lose like 10 pounds of booze weight. And then I just go right back to being a fucking animal. And then <laughs> It's so funny. So this time I'm trying to hold it off yeah. for a couple of weeks. That's all. Every time we hang out, it's hilarious because, you know, we, there's booze. We're comics. There's booze everywhere. We get free liquor everywhere we go. There's, Phenomenal. It's amazing the willpower that he has. Because I always go, hey, you want a beer? Like, you know, I have a, this, there's, there's cold Stellas over there, and I'm oh. fucking loving them. And I, I say, you want a beer? And he goes, no. And he says, I haven't been drinking. And then I'll try to take... It, you know, days off, and I last for two days, yeah. three days, and then I'm right back at it. I can't fucking do it. You got to get through six. Once you get through six, then it gets to the point where you don't want to give it away. You don't want to start over again. But it's brutal trying to start. When I start, when I quit boozing, I have to, I have to try it like 18 times because then I'll be like, all right, fuck it, I'll start tomorrow, and I'll, and I'll drink. But I'm not an alcoholic. I just, I just really enjoy it. I think people are a little overly sensitive. I think I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, you're, you're, not, you're too successful to be an alcoholic. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Let's piss off all the addicts that are watching this. <laughs> That's wrong. That is, that is the kind of misinformation that we are trying to stop right here. That's exactly it. Yeah. No, if you're, if you're watching this at home, if you're successful, you're not an addict at all. And all those people that you're hurting need to toughen up. Okay? Because you're right. Let them bring a check home. All right? Let them bring a check home. So this is the first one we're doing. We have a great show for you guys uh, tonight, and uh, you can actually stream this. You guys can ask questions, not by yelling anything out, but you can. Uh, this is the first show. I think we're p- encouraging people to use their phones. And people are watching, I think, all over the world if this thing's fucking working. Um <laughs> Hashtag ATC podcast, and then questions will come in, and I, if that works, I can actually, they're going to send them to me, and I can have uh, some questions show up, and uh, we'll answer questions. We have great guests. Eddie Pepitone is here tonight. Let's hear it for uh, Eddie Pepitone. Eddie. All these people are on the ATC network. Uh, he does a Pep Talks pet ca- uh, p- uh, podcast, and then we have Jen Kirkman is here tonight. Let's hear it for Jen Kirkman. I seem fun. Tom Segura is here tonight. Let's uh, hear for Tom. Tommy. And the always amiable Dave Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 
Somebody laughed because... What a ray of sunshine he is. <laughs> he really is. He's a fucking delight. Uh, everywhere he goes. He's, imagine he, he was like a, a preschool teacher. Or something like, just, hey, everybody, how you doing? You'll see when he comes out. Uh, so you want to uh, bring out... And we're also doing this. Um, we have a bunch of shit because uh, we... This is a sty- What's the story with this styrofoam cooler that you got from Gelson's? You, uh, you signed this and you're auctioning this I forget off? what that was. That was when I was in... Uh, you know, I gave up on the whole global warming thing. I just thought that they're all full of shit. Yeah. And that if, you know, God did want us to have styrofoam, we wouldn't have made it. Yeah, so... No, I forget what it was. I was going somewhere to booze and I needed a cooler, so... <laughs> I didn't have anything I had to tape. So, yeah, my head was in uh, rare form. And then, giant. And then the hockey stick, I think, is already sold. So we got all these items up on Kogo.tv. Uh, and what we're trying to do is raise money. We're going to open up our own uh, studio. This whole idea is that we're going to start this pod. We've got this podcast network. We started with 10 podcasts in 2013. We now have 50 podcasts. Doug Stanhope, Burt Kreischer, all the comics you see tonight, Tom Segura, um, Jake Johansson, Harlan Williams, Tom Papa, and go on and on uh, because we have a great, great crew of comics, Aaron Foley, Ian Edwards, Baron Vaughn. Uh, we have all the black guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> we do. Um, Felipe Esparza is with us. We, so we have this great group of comics, and it's a co-op. Like, everybody owns it. And so anyway, we're, we're not nickel and diming. The comics, we're not owning any other stuff. Because that was control. starting to happen. Right? That's, that's, that's exactly what always what happens. Did. People uh, come up with shit, and then the business guy comes in and goes, that's a great idea. All right. I'll own it, <laughs> and I'll organize it, and then I'll fuck you what, over. All the money will come to me, and then I'll tell you how much we made. And no, then if you audit me, could... I'll say you're difficult to work with. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how it works. What? So we were like... You think we're joking around, but that's actually what happened when we tried to start this. We tried to start this four years ago, and some With guy, those guys from Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was I'm from Texas, so you know we don't lie. That's one that's of the things he said in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've heard that about that state. That state's amazing. There's just something about it. Second you get in there, I mean, I lied my ass off, and the second I got in there, I, was just, I just had to tell the truth. So we have, the, we have this idea for the podcast network, and he offered us 10% of our own company. I swear yeah, to God, that was, that was very true. And then we said, what the fuck? No. And he goes, okay, 20%. And he got all the way to 50% and was going to pay us each $100,000 a year, and we told him to go fuck himself. Um, so we started it. I don't um, remember that last part. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't tell me that. I shit. You, said, you said to go tell him grand, to go I would have fucking given him the whole thing. Would <laughs> <laughs> have gone out there in a fucking diaper with the, with the hole in the sign. That's it. I would have sold out. I've been waiting for that, man. So we got a bunch of shit, and uh, uh, let's see That's what we got. you got those designer glasses, you son of a yeah, bitch. You yeah, got a yeah. kickback. I'm getting the money. <laughs> um, everybody brought stuff. And um, I have, uh, let's see what I brought. I've, I was on this TV show that no one ever fucking saw. And this is the poster for it. Uh, I, if you see me here, I played a doorman with a very thick accent. Um, someone new is moving into the building today. And that was me. <laughs> How did that not be a hit? Dude? That's fucking... <laughs> 
about as basic as it goes. So Look at that it, cast. That's Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey the Tambor. We played best friends, and then Raquel Welch, uh, Chris Klein, Fran Kranz, and Joanna Garcia. Never saw the light of day. Uh, written, written and directed. Well, it came out during the writers' strike. So I was actually we had no writers on set. So CBS would come to me and go, you know, Al, if you wanna if you wanna punch this up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going through the bars at CBS Rafford, going, looking at writers, going, "They want me to rewrite the whole thing. What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And it was just fucking. We went with the original scripts, and it got canceled after five episodes. Uh, but it ma- it, that actually made it on air. Yeah, it made it on air. Oh, this Welcome is. Welcome uh, to the captain. What was that? The name of the building? It was. You know, when you drive down Rossmore, and there's all those cool old Hollywood apartment buildings. It was modeled after one of those, and uh, we shot actually in the lobby. And it's um, yeah, it was a look at it. it says uh, one building, endless stories. <laughs> <laughs> five, five stories. <laughs> That's funny, right? <laughs> five. <laughs> And the stories, and they order six. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this. Um, I did that. Do you, you did that. Uh, comics come home. You did the. Uh, oh, yeah, Dennis I've done Leary that a number a of times. Of times. Yeah, Dennis Leary has this. Um, but I'm. Uh, I, I did it, and then. Uh, but I know nothing about fucking hockey. So oh, the headlines. I can explain a lot of that. Yeah. What is this? All right. So, uh, comics come home thing is something Dennis Leary does. Did with uh, Cam Neely. Hall of Fame uh, player for the Boston Bruins, and uh, unfortunately he lost his parents to cancer, so they started a, uh, a place basically where if you were getting treated, it was the Cam Neely house where you didn't have to be sitting in the hospital, which is fucking horrific, so they gave him a nice place to uh, stay during their treatment, and they've been doing it for like 20 years, so uh, that's why it says Neely Brothers Cure Cancer. And then there's a bunch of other jokes that are just Massachusetts there, like Jesus saves Espo scores on the rebound. That's a Phil Esposito. That was an actual bumper sticker when I was growing up. Didn't sell well past Rhode Island. But uh, a couple of weather jokes. Rescue me. That's the Leary thing. So uh, Yeah, and then it says, Al, all my best. And it's Dennis Leary. And um, I'm not the biggest hockey fan. Uh, but, uh, yeah. If your just, name is Al... Yeah, and you want to buy this. We've got a hell of a photo for you. <laughs> <In your vein. laughs> we're going to build. We're going to build. This is, just, this is just the first thing we're starting with. Second thing, you know, they're going to gradually gain an excitement. We'll see. Um, so let's, uh, you want to bring uh, Eddie Eddie on? Pepitone. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, big round of applause for Eddie Pepitone. Eddie. Eddie. Hey. Hey. Hi, podcast. Eats. Eats? How are you? Eats. How are you? How are you guys? Good. Good. You, I thought you were going to bring out your shit. You were oh, gonna bring out you should yeah, I bring it out? Let's bring out your shit. <laughs> All right. You can't edit out live when it's we live streaming. We have a question, though, from uh, uh, Lauren uh, RB. Uh, Bill, when are you coming to New Zealand? We have no wild animals that can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I'm supposed to do Australia and I'm going to do New Zealand uh, uh, was allegedly going to do it in the fall I just have to see how soon my latest uh, thing's coming out so I know that you guys haven't all seen my jokes and you guys are maniacs down there I don't feel like getting the shit kicked out of me so it all depends on I don't have an answer for you sorry (laughs) 
But I, I do want to do it. I want to go all the way out to Perth in Australia. Bon Scott's grave. It's on my bucket list. All right. So, sorry. What, what do we got here? Uh, I got a couple of... of uh, what are you, a fighter you, pilot? What, the, what is that? Well, I have... I, ha- I signed... I signed my Steve sleep apnea Austin. mask. <laughs> I signed my sleep apnea mask, and it comes with humidifier tubing. And that's a big thing. I don't know if anybody's into sleep apnea. By the way, it's not... Sleep apnea is not square. I want to tell the kids. It's not a square thing. It's cool. It sleep is. apnea is cool now. A lot of people... There's all kinds of sexual shit, you know, role-playing that you could do with the sleep apnea mask. Having sleep apnea, that's a sign of wealth. It is. When, was no, that a Chinese you, you proverb? Can, you can like fucking... The no, you, you can eat and drink... Oh, to I a level you. like nobody in those uh, third world countries like no they don't sell those down there people don't have sleep apnea what there's not a lot of food down there alright <laughs> don't fucking groan all your clothes here were made in a sweatshop alright if you gave a shit you would have made your own shirts tonight. if you gave a shit yeah, right, you'd be exactly. making your own clothing you're not an alcoholic I have a loom I have a loom he does not an electric one either, right? You got the one where you move I do it with my, your foot. With the foot. And I got plantar fasciitis, and it's not easy. That's right. <laughs> Those of you who don't know what plantar fasciitis is, fasciitis is get hip. Get hip. Yeah. I'm the guy now who's getting all these like ailments, but I'm trying to make them hip. Yeah. You should. Well, I, the way you've draped that around <laughs> like a hipster yeah, yeah. scarf is fucking great. <laughs> Imagine if this catches on. You know what I mean? Like just draping. It's happening right now, dude. And some some somebody who's into weed has got to be able to fucking figure something out with that, right? Yeah. Somebody you in just pret- who's, who's into who weed. Yeah, you can weed. make yeah, bones you just out act of that, like, right? Oh yeah, they actually have that shit already. I, I as a child, fourteen years old, I um I smoked pot out of a surgical mask and like attached to a bong. They still right. And it's, it's really not good. It's like I, was, I walked around just listening to Zeppelin for years. <laughs> that's all I did. I mean, that's not bad, but that's all I did. Just Zeppelin. So if you're a Big Eddie Pepitone fan and you know how you could uh, MacGyver this thing into a fucking vaporizer or a bong, uh, this is an ideal product. Okay, yeah, well, if you've succeeded enough in life and you have sleep apnea... <laughs> but you haven't had time to uh, buy the apparatus. Here it is. Here it is. And then I have uh, the DVD of the movie made about me, The Bitter Buddha. I did a, uh, I did a movie called Runyon, just above Sunset, where I spoof mountaineering, um, where Runyon, and this is like a local joke, but Runyon, which is a little fucking hill, basically, that actors uh, trod up. I made it like Everest. I have a Sherper taking me up Runyon. I have a Sherper taking me up Runyon. My wife and me wrote it. It's called uh, Runyon Just Above Sunset. And then I have my vinyl record of my album, The Great Stillness. Oh, so, come on, man. Be, be bashful. That's Look cool, at that. right? Look how... Yeah. Cool. I wanted... I wanted to be... I wanted the drawing to have me in a sleep apnea thing, but the guy did not want to do it that way. I think it's great. See? Quality, it's pretty fucking great. And what else is going on? Uh, what else is going on? So you upgraded your sleep apnea mask, or you've actually figured things out, and you're uh, you don't have an issue. Is that I've upgraded? Do you, where are you getting rid of this? How can you? Possibly? I have another one. Oh yeah. 
You got there's a better model. Yeah. Now? Do you think I would just get rid of the only one I had, <laughs> and then and then at night I'm like a fish in a boat, like ah. What, I, I, Dude, the murderous, the murderous thoughts. So you will fucking think when somebody's snoring that loud. Those things are great. They really it's are. Soup, by oh the way, God. by Dude, the way, my, my the dad, my dad d- does a thing where he does. He goes, he breathes in, then he goes like, <laughs> like you think he's gonna fucking die, and like part of you is sad because he's your dad, and then the other part, it's kind of hoping it happens. <laughs> That's how fucking annoying it is. <laughs> but I don't say it's not a snoring issue. This is you're gonna you stop breathing, right? Is that you stop breathing in your sleep? Is that, is what? I don't know. You know, I just feel like I'm a victim of circumstance with this yeah. whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? Uh, I did a sleep. Well, it basically is my life. Sleep who couldn't study. put up with my snoring. It's basically see because I went into the dentist and they took X-rays and then I just thought it was uh, all a fucking scam dentist. and they they showed me that my my the passage here and the, when I breathe is a it's smaller and that they they said I have the same thing but I thought it was just he was in cahoots with the sleep place <laughs> and that they were just trying we to need get to me. move mass <laughs> yeah Doctor Stevens really we so, need yeah. to move a lot of mass diagnose your people Dude, I worked in a dental office it's a business. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, it's, was, that was the craziest thing when I worked there. I realized that just like comedians, there, were, there was good dentists. There was hacks. And there was, it's so true. Dude, there was one fucking guy. This, this dude, like, he, was, he always vacationed in Florida, and he just was trying to get to that vacation. And he just fucking... <laughs> he would just fucking, you know, if you had two cavities, suddenly you had five... And he's just now, going to town. It's just like the same thing of the guy at Midas. You just need the muffler, and he wants to replace it from the block all the way to the... Hey, I got a busted aspirator tube. You see this here? He's jabbing it with a screwdriver. He was doing that with people's teeth. Well, that's what's is, fucked up about it. It's is beyond that fucked up. That's a, that's a part of your body. Correct, correct. And he's re- removing. That's why the dentist is more fucked up than the mechanic, because at least the mechanic is fucking with an inanimate object. But the dentist is yeah. like, or the doctor is like, let's just fuck with this guy. You know? <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, I, I got to go to Florida. No, I got to get to Florida. No, you, you take an oath, that right. basically, that you won't do that shit, that you're going <laughs> to uphold... <laughs> Whatever, whatever medicine you're in, whatever, you're not going to do stuff like that. But, you know, no, I've always been pe- for more do. dental oversight. People do. Dude, I went to a dentist out here and they said, oh, you, you know, you're grinding your teeth, you need a night guard. And they gave it to me and they didn't do the impression right. And next thing you know, my fucking jaw was like, I would yawn. I'd have to like pop it back in. And you know what's funny? I so fucking hate like just phone calls and being like, yeah, I came in on this day, and then this happened. That I just, I just ignore. I just threw it out. I never bitched, and it kind of just went away. But I could have sued, right? I could have sued. Got one of those dental chairs in my fucking living room. Yeah. Just laid back, watching the NHL <laughs> Network. Always asking your wife for the spit cup. Honey, yeah. get me that fucking spit cup. Yeah. I want in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking with my dog with that air thing. Yeah. I gotta have a great time, but I didn't. I didn't tie up the courts with that frivolous soup. My dentist wears Hawaiian shirts. Every they all do. Time I, I thought that's that's every dentist. I think they all get issued Hawaiian shirts yeah. when they finish dental school and, and uh, tanks of nitrous 
and they're all fucked up. That's because they're all <laughs> fucked up on the nitrous, and they're they're Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett fans. Every single fucking no, dentist is a Jimmy no, Buffett fan. You know, I, I got to defend the dentist. What it is is most people. Don't, your father's. A, is they, your father most, a most people don't brush their fucking teeth, and then they blame the victim, us, who was working there, because we came in and saw the fucking nightmare. Of, of, you know, what did you do in the dental office? I just handed my dad the stuff. And what was funny was he, I was started doing stand-up at the time. And he, he, you know, I was living at home, so he knew when I would like be getting off work and like driving up to Maine to do a gig. And then we'd have like a 7 o'clock patient, and I'd come in. I wouldn't be worth shit. And we'd be doing like an extraction. And he would literally start trashing me, like right in front of the patient. Like, come on, for Christ's sake, Bill, get your head in the game. You're out to lunch, right? And he would like mumble. He would mumble the instruments just to set me just up to, to fail. And be like, yeah, what? Yeah. And, and so he'd be like, <sighs> and fucking walk around the person and grab it. Yeah, I remember. It was, what was it? What? One fifty-one, thirty-four hemostat and suture. That's what it was. One fifty-one was the one fifty or one fifty-one. So the one fifty used to always fuck me up because the one fifty was the upper. And 151 was the lower, but I'm thinking my head, higher number. It goes 150, 151. I fucked that up all the time. I can just see dentists and bars talking this shit. Ah, oh, the 150 and the 151 always fuck me up. Johnny, rounds for everybody. The rounds for everybody. That hemosurgeon is nuts today. I worked with a guy. He was like 70 in the early 90s, all right? And he, he had this ash forcep, which is for yanking out the front ones, that he had, he had uh, traded a typewriter for in World War II. I swear to God. And this fucking thing had gone through the sterilizer so many times. It was, it was so fucking rusted. It was rusted. Clearly rusted. And he used to just stick this thing in people's mouth. Nobody would say... You'd see people wanting to say something, but they're like, he's a doctor. I can't say anything. And then finally, somebody said something. Finally. After fucking two, three years of working with this guy, somebody finally said, dude, you're not putting that in my mouth. <laughs> He goes, it's all rusty. And all the guy had was, oh, it's not that bad. That's, that's all he said. Shit. Now, and that was the height of, like, the, 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 the HIV AIDS scare. And, oh, my God, you know, it's fucking in the air and everything. So he had, like, 50 pairs of gloves on. And this guy was so fucking old school. They were the, he was from that generation. You just had the mirror in your mouth that you fuck, you know, in your pocket that you just fucking used on everybody. So one of the famous ones that he had. We were fucking numbing up this dude to yank something out. I can't remember. And, and he leaves. Oh, we were taking an impression. That's right. And then he came back in to take it out. And he took it out. The guy said to him, he goes, Dr. So-and-so. He goes, why do your gloves taste like salt? They're like salty. And he just goes, he goes, oh, I just had a couple of French fries. <laughs> I swear to God. I had to work. Uh, I worked at... <laughs> I worked at medical offices when I was in high school. So in high school, my parents, uh, my mom used to staff medical offices. So they leased me out to a pediatrician's office where I was in the back for the summers. I put on a lab coat and I took the bus there. And I was like a junior in high school. And I did fours, which are the, the piss test. Where, so you it's get called the, fours? They're in the back, they called it fours. It's four tests. I did hearing and vision for little kids. And then they, uh, I did the hemoglobin. I had to prick them in the finger and take their blood. And then I had to get the cup of piss and do the stick in the cup of piss. And kids, dude, would... I thought you checked their hearing in their eyes by their urine. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? Is <laughs> that's why everything's like, in the piss. It's like Jesus, everything's that's in the piss. Yeah. What are they seeing? <laughs> 
and kids would just come out. It was like the kids would come out with just brimming cups of piss too, just like. Here you go, mister. Just fucking sloshing. And after a while, I just didn't give a shit. And I was just I touching cups of piss. The worst part, though, is my dad that entire summer was working on our house with all these Mexican guys. They were uh, my friends of my uncle. And they'd see me coming up in a lab coat and fucking go, Hey, doctor! Hey, doctor! Come here! I want you to look at something! And I fucking... And I just said, All right, very funny, Angelo. Uh, very, very funny. Watch this. I'm going to do a great joke. <laughs> Not the dick thing. Yes. Yeah, the dick thing. Every day. See. The fucking dick thing. Uh, you want to bring out our next guest? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do I stay? Or? Yeah, you're going to stay. You're going to stay. Right. I got to get this. Oh, it's nice. I think that's going to go for a lot of money. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she is on the I Seem Fun podcast on the ATC Network. A big round of applause for Jen Kirkman, everybody. Let's hear it from Jen Kirkman. Jen Kirkman is coming out. Hey, how are you? Hi, you guys. What's going on? We good here? All I want to do is talk in a Boston accent. <laughs> with Bill, is mine still that bad? I think no, no, no. I when like you do your accent, because oh. I do up mine sometimes too. Oh, okay. I, yeah, when you go, your father or whatever you do, I love oh, doing yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. No, it's all right. Do, it's, do uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? You were uh, were you on the road this last weekend? Were you? Did you go anywhere? No, I didn't. Uh, the weekend before, I went to Vancouver. I was on the road the weekend before. Vancouver. Uh, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> That was that was fun. There was a naked bike ride when I was there in town. It was raining out. People were riding their bikes naked as like a bike rights thing, which I support. That was just in Portland too. I saw that. Did that happen there yeah, too. Yeah, I think it, that's like every. Don't you think weekend. those cities are boring that do stuff like that because they have to do shit like ride on a bike naked to they like really get shit going? Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't like to say bad things about cities, but I do. <laughs> Well, I oh, I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just, whenever I go somewhere, people are like, did you go here? Did you go there? I'm like, no, I went from the airport to the hotel with the thing. Like, I don't give a, like, oh, yeah. I've seen a coffee shop. Like, I, I get it. Like, unless it's like Indonesia or something like that's going to blow my yeah. fucking dick off. I really am like, I get your city. I get it. It's probably just like mine. There's a Starbucks and then I oh, an organic pizza and then a That bar. is funny to boil the world down to like, I get it. There's a coffee shop. <laughs> I fucking get it. I get it. Like, that's the world. I get it. There's Wi-Fi. I get it. Hey, can I, I, can I ask a question about bike riding? It's fun. <laughs> no, I, I lose my fucking shit with these people now that are riding bikes in L.A. I think it's great, whatever, but, like, how they then think that they can just ride out in the fucking yeah, street. Right, like they, no, that's not cool. It's like, I, I understand. You allotted time for riding a bike. I didn't. I'm in a car. <laughs> Get out of the fucking way. And I love how L.A. didn't fix the roads for bike lanes. They just paint a bicycle in the middle of the street. So now they have the right. So now they have like this fucking arrogance. Or even worse, they'll have like a cluster of 20 of them. Like they're in the Tour de France or some shit. And you're fucking beeping at them and they get all mad at you. Well, I I rode a bike once in L.A. on the streets and that was it. 
that was it. I was like, this is not Did you a even city. ride it back home or did you just kick it over and take a cab? <laughs> That's what I would picture. I might have ridden it back home, but I was like, this is not a city-friendly oh. you know to bikes. Like is when the, so now if you park, that's where the bike lane is. So how am I supposed to... Sometimes a bike is coming and I have the blinker on I can't and they be- look at yes. me like, Get fuck over. off for parking. I can't like, believe we don't see more of them dead. Just on, <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Like, you, and you know how every once in a while you see a pigeon that got fucking nabbed? Like, you see a fucking guy all fucked up. Like, you do. You see those frosted bikes, those creepy bikes where they, they paint them all white and then there's the flowers. Yeah, like... like that's a yeah, di- if you see one of those early in the morning, you'll Is think, it? like, Jesus came and you got, like, left behind. It's got that creepy... It's that creepy the world end Is it sort a memorial of bike? Like, Is yeah, that what you mean? No, it's creepy. It means somebody fucking got hit there. And they died. So what they do is oh, they take shit. their bike. Sometimes I the bike that. they got hit on. I know. I drove by. I'm, <laughs> I'm making up half of this, but I think it's true. <laughs> they scrape. They frost it white because, of course, they're going to heaven, right? Because there's never any asshole that rides a bike. Their energy they're all efficient. going up. Their energy they're all efficient. going up. Once you die, you're a good person. Never been a red bike <laughs> <laughs> with a black wreath around it. I don't it. think it's we always- should frost it white. He was a bad fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you were Purgatory in Yellow. Vague- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you for mentioning Purgatory. It's like my favorite fucking place to to think about. No one ever knows what I'm talking about when I say Purgatory. Uh, yeah, Purgatory is the shit. Purgatory is where. <laughs> it is. Purgatory is where Purgatory. my family. My family laid it out straight for me when I was little. Yeah. They're like, you're probably not going to heaven, but God puts most people in Purgatory. That's. Purgatory is where you want to be. Yeah, they're like. That's like. Why? That's like Why? That. Purgatory is like that bar nobody knows about yet, <laughs> and you just fucking chill in there, and it's quiet. You know. My yeah. My, yeah, my family VIP. told me that that the only way to get out of purgatory is to make a lot of friends, because the only way to get out of it is to have people pray for you that are still on earth and all that kind of thing. So, that was just kind of it made me more social like I'm serious it actually really helped me in life to believe in purgatory and when people go to growing up Catholic affect you negatively I'm like no because I didn't think about hell it's not about purgatory <laughs> so if you like me you can all pray for me when I need to get out of it okay yeah I, I probably not going to get out though I think when you die you're dead oh I do too I don't think there's anything but if there is I'm prepared I've made a lot of friends I have a podcast I mean people like me <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think nothing happens except that horrible last breath where you just are choking and I think even if people big, are around just, you, you're what? I'm just saying. I think it's a big relief, death. Oh. Just a big fucking relief. Ask Marcy and her white bike if it was a <laughs> Well, I'm not talking about unfortunate, you know, when people are just riding the streets like going da 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 and then Bam, they're gone. I'm talking about when you've lived a little bit like I have. You've been through all kinds of shit, and then you die. I've been to Portland twice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good to go if it's my time. (laughs) You think a bicycle built for two is safer? Because you kind of have, like, goose in the back, like, looking for fucking... (laughs) You know? (laughs) You got abandoned at 3 o'clock. Start pedaling. Why do you well, see that? Watch With the, the guy canopy. in the back looking behind you, like you can swivel around yeah. and fucking keep an eye on everybody. Behind. <laughs> fucking, there we go. Invent that, uh, dude. We should do that, dude. Fuck <laughs> this network. <laughs> take the money tonight and invest in that. The prototype. Or somebody at least start a podcast called Bicycle Built for Two. It's like a couple, and they do a podcast, and then they check in. Hi, honey. 
with each other. Uh, so what did you what did you bring? Oh well, and I mean, I hope this is appreciated because I'm throwing away about a million bucks right here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Gasp, gasp. It's gasp worthy. It's that's, Dynamite uh, magazine with Scott Bayo on the cover. That was yours. That was mine. I have a Fonzie one at home, but I was not selfless enough to give it up. Yeah, but, uh, it's nice. Yeah. Well, who's the, it? What else is inside? What, well, what I, I seem articles? to have. Um, you really got out that thing. Uh, there, look, there's this section <laughs> called Bummers, which is funny little jokes. I must have loved one of them because I cut that out. But inside, there's Good Vibrations by Paulina Kernberg, MD. Um, oh, is this. Like can I read this? Column? Yeah, go for it. I guess this was a medical psychiatrist person. Um, Dr. Kernberg, about a year ago, my parents got divorced. Now my mom is getting remarried. Whenever she and her fiancé kiss each other, I feel yucky inside. I get upside, I get upset and go in my room and cry. I've tried to cope with it, but I can't any longer. I need some help fast. Please help, H, California. What'd Dear H, there are a couple of reasons why you're feeling sad. First, everything reminds you that your dad is not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You could talk to kids so much more straight back then. <clears throat> Second, you are not sure where you fit into this new family. I love if the kid was like, no, I want, now I'm fucking thinking that. Um, <laughs> try to get to know your future stepdad better. That way you'll be able to develop a good relationship with your mother's future husband and also give yourself a chance to feel included in all the new plans. I hope this will help. I feel like it's like really bad advice. <laughs> what if the, the 70s, stepdad's you know. like a bad dude? It's the 70s, though. They, they would try it. Wait, can I read one more quick thing? My Dear Dr. Kernberg, my mom still treats me like a little girl. She calls me honey, puts me to bed at night, and hangs onto my hand. I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Like, Dynamite. Go. Dynamite magazine. Had a Houdini, an article about Houdini. Anyway, it's fucking great. But the thing is 14. Oh, me and like, Joe Green. Look at that. Sports fans. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Some for everyone in this. There you go. There's a lot of com- like wacky comedy in this, too. I think I've noticed something. Uh, somebody ripped out the article on Scott Bay. Oh, no, here it is. <gasps> he is fucking hot. I'm sorry. He's still cute. I mean, he was he cute. He really is. Look at that hair, that cute little hairdo. A really cute. Continue. Kid. I'm just going to read. Um, he started out in commercials when he was 13. Sell out. <laughs> There's no selling out anymore. Is there? It's like when, every movie star I love has done a commercial. It's true, time. man. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's really the, depressing. You know what was the most depressing thing? Was did people see fucking Bob Dylan do a commercial in the Super Bowl? That was it for me. That was it. But it's uh, an American but, car like, company. Bob Dylan. But, yeah, but everybody America stole America all the back. music, though. They stole all the movies. You get what true. you pay for. What the fuck are they supposed to do? Because then if he keeps it real... That he fucking, you know, has to walk down the street with all the regular people, and then they're just going to give him shit. Bob, what happened to you? You fucking fell off. Right? So fuck it. Put it in a Carl's Jr. commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, Meryl Marco's blog about Bob Dylan? No. She lives near him in Malibu. Meryl Marco, a really funny writer. He's great for Letterman. uh, He has a string of Christmas lights that he has outside of his home every year. But year-round, just one string. But then at Christmas, doubles it up, two strings. <laughs> That's so Dylan! And she takes a picture of it every year and puts it on this blog called Bob Dylan's Christmas Lights. Fucking love so it. So don't call him a sellout. Yeah, no, it's hard If he hard puts for a me. big tree up or something, then you can, you know, have something to say. But let the guy do a Cadillac commercial. So, anyway. So, but I want, you to, <laughs> I want you to know one thing about Scott Baio. 
He wishes he could do Happy Days for 20 years. Jesus. And he doesn't even know fucking Charles in Charge is happening at this point. <laughs> That's why no don't, clue. don't wish for things because it could get even better than your own dumb wishes. Yeah. You know, you don't know what's best for you. Only the Lord does. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord. I also have a book of my mom told me to get. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, it's a, the impact of Kurt Cobain killing himself. My mom was like, please buy it. It sounds wonderful. And it's really awful. So. I thought I'd auction that off, too. You know, it was awful, the movie by Why did they get away with calling that a book? I know. Look at how small the pages are. And you can just capitalize on someone else. In a real regular size. This is like a 30-page memoir. Sorry, I should have been saying this is incredible. You should bid on this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Well, I feel, yeah. What's the book? It's called Charles R. Cross. (laughs) Uh, Here we are now, the lasting impact of Kurt Cobain. Oh, okay. And you wrote a book, it's, uh, and it's doing well, right? You should mention that, though. I, oh, I get, I get, I wrote a book. Well, yeah, I mean, it. it's yeah, it's uh, it's called "I Can Barely Take Care of Myself." It's about uh, I'm an idiot and uh, what people say to me when I tell them I'm 40 and I don't have kids. Oh, thanks. Well, it's not like a, it's not like a cause. It's just, it's just, it's just more, it's more an answer to the small talk epidemic in this country. Where all, all people do is ask if you have kids, then if you don't, they act weird to you and say the small shit, talk like you're epidemic is claiming a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I got doctor. She's talking about soda. <laughs> I, got, I got asked at eight a.m. How's your day going so far? I'm like, I fucking don't know. <laughs> at eight a.m. Yeah, just I'd rather uh, someone just say to me at a coffee shop, like, hey, like, is your heart broken currently, or like, when's the last time you got fucked? Like, just some, like, I'll talk hey, to you. That would be funny if baristas, and I love that word, would start with, instead of how you doing, just be like, hey, do you have anything wrong with you, like an illness? <laughs> like, or something like yeah. that. Like, I just don't like small talk. I'll just talk. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Let's jump right in. Uh, let's, let's answer some questions real quick, because okay. they're piling up, and I wanna, we can all answer these uh, really quickly. Oh, I thought uh, you were just checking your Twitter feed. Yeah. You're actually just, doing no, part of the... These, uh, this is, you know uh, what that reminded me of? You know, as, as far as like just saying something weird, can I set this down over there? Yeah, yeah. I was walking down the street, and uh, I think it was in New York. I was doing a gig late night, and I'm walking by, and this homeless guy came walking by and just gave him the generic. I go, "How you doing?" You know. Then I was thinking, like, "Yeah, I'm fucking homeless." Yeah, there's just you can't use. How's it going? You can't say how you doing. No. No, no I said, what's uh, up? Do you just say, what's up? I said, up how are you doing guy? to a homeless guy in, 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 uh, when I was in what's college? Up? He was by the dumpster, and he just surprised me. He just jumped out, and my reaction was, uh, hey, how you doing? And he goes, hey, and he looked at me, he goes, what are you, fucking queer? <laughs> and, and he called me a crack. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right, uh, here, this is a good one for all of us. Uh, what are our, t- uh, this is uh, from Mickdar45, uh, the top one to three favorite non-American comedians. Non-American comics. Top how many? For me? Top couple. Yeah, okay, like, can I do it first? Yeah, yeah. Because I know probably, these a little bit. I like this Irish comedian named Tommy Tiernan. Yeah, I like great. a guy Tommy, named, right. a Brit, a Brit named Stuart Lee, who's fucking amazing. Well, now, and tell us Stuart Lee's story to everybody, because, uh, so he has never done any uh, TV, or any, like, Stuart Lee has never done any television, is that over correct? Over in, in, uh, in the UK, he has, he's done But he's never done anything here. No, but most, most, of the, most of the Brit guys, or the, or, the, or the people overseas, don't come here because of all kinds of reasons, or the real successful ones don't. First of all, they don't need to. Second of all, uh, the visa shit is really hard, you know? 
It really is. Like, to come here and work, they make it really difficult. All right. Yeah. So Stuart Lee, uh, Stuart Lee, Tommy Tiernan, Canada's getting like that. Sean Hughes, huh? Canada's getting like that. Is it? Yeah, trying to go in and out of there and all that shit. No I matter what you yeah. give them, I always yeah. lie when I go up there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm visiting friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, by yourself. I'm too yeah, nervous. wedding thing. That's you a know. good idea. You know, prove that in. I'm not. That's what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> I, I, I give you my work papers, but you're going to say I don't have enough. So you're going to... Right. Yeah, so I don't have the right... Prove that I'm not. Cut Sir, to them having a gun stand to over here. Could you just stand over here? I merely just want to say fuck the whole tour. Forget it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> I have no stick to it of this. Let's see what else. Oh, somebody wants to know about your pinky. Can you extend your pinky straight or is it always slightly bent? Oh, you. You have a bent pinky? Yeah. It doesn't look bent. This is small When I was playing drums, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't holding the sticks right. So I, it ended up being like that for a while. And then I kind of noticed it. I was dating a girl and I was telling this story. And my fucking fingers were like, like Fred Sanford. <laughs> she's like, she's so like, are you from the I Lord of I the could, Rings or some shit? See, this is why I didn't booze. For like seven fucking weeks before my last special. Because this is literally the level with which that people pick you apart. Like, can you extend it that last fucking 10%? Or can you not? Like, that's really bugging somebody. It's Hammers. And the guy's name yeah. is Hammerstorm7. Fuck. Hammerstorm7. I'm trolling you. That's what, I, that's what I do. I'm a fucking... I'm awesome. I'm fucking... Oh, they're such pussies. <laughs> they really are. Can you extend your stomach past your dick, you fat fuck? <laughs> right? Or something else? Whatever your ailment is. One of your ears stick out further than the other. One of your balls hangs down farther than the other. So you got to come after my fucking pinky finger, you know? <laughs> who's watching who's auction here? Huh? <laughs> Maybe you want to bend one of your fucking pinkies and you'll have... Someday you can be in the back of a comic book store, right? <laughs> Pulling up in a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, one more time for Eddie Pepitone, Jen Kirkman. Yes. We're going to take a uh, quick break. And then we're going to bring out Tom Segura and Dave Anthony. Let him hear it. Let him hear it. ATC live podcast. Hey, does that, does that camera go off? This is fun. What's that? Does the camera stay off? The camera? No, I think the camera's uh, oh, stays, on right now. It stays, oh, it stays on. on. It's been on. People oh, are right. watching this whole fucking thing. <laughs> all right. I was going to try out some new shit. I can't do it then. Oh, well. Oh. No, 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 no. Because oh. it instantly becomes old. <laughs> instantly becomes fucking old. It's unbelievable. Well, hey. Uh, oh, no, no. You came down. I shouldn't have said it. This it's is like right. the comic you were working with who fucking was on before you and they go, yeah, I guess I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody Just goes, <laughs> <laughs> tell stories act. instead and you totally fucking call uh, them out. A feature actor, I'm in Buffalo at Helium and he was a nice guy. He was a very nice kid and uh, he comes out and he does 20 to 25 and then you go on and you do about an hour or so and anyway, he, he, as a comic can go, he looks at his watch and he goes, well, and he's doing great. He goes, well, I, I guess that's, that's all my time. 
just baiting the audience into a fucking oh. No, and everybody, stay. No, everybody goes oh. And I walked on, and I was like, "Really, you fucking asshole!" Uh, I go, uh, "I'll bring him back. Let's bring fucking bring him back. You want to bring him back, huh? You want to see him do another thirty-five? I don't think you fucking do, because he shot his wad with that twenty. Uh, and <laughs> and this is what I love about Al: the crowd doesn't understand what's going just on. They're just like, "We up. love that last guy," and then he has to still do an hour. After fucking you, you come out, you him. end up looking like the biggest I asshole ever. I looked like ever. the biggest asshole. I just shit all over him. <laughs> kept making fun of him. Kept doing it throughout, and uh, still had a great set. It was fine. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> it, I I do really enjoy digging a big fucking hole. I remember first time uh, was working at a place called the Kowloon. It was a Chinese restaurant in Saugus, Massachusetts, and yeah, yeah, great fucking food. So. They had this function room upstairs, and they had this show, and one night I would just start it out, and I saw these comics, they were playing this game, they would go up on stage, and the first thing you did that came out of your mouth, you had to totally make the crowd hate you, and then you never addressed, you went right into your act, and you had to try to see if you could get them back, <laughs> so they were doing that, and I remember uh, I, was te- I was working this place in... Uh, Apple, the Skyline Cafe in Appleton, Wisconsin, and I mentioned that story, so I somehow convinced the opener to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, he went out there, and he, he started talking about how fat people were in Wisconsin, but not in a funny way. He's just like, he went out, dude, it was hilarious. He was just like, yeah, I mean, I was just really like, I mean, I knew you guys were going to be like out of shape, but I, I was, I mean, you know, and then and he literally, he, I just remember how he ended. He goes, you see this? He goes, this is called a sit-up. Right? <laughs> but even then, the way I'm doing it is still funny. I can't, there's like an art to like saying something hilarious, not funny. There's like this little fucking window and this dude was right in it. That's like, awesome. Like that dude at the end of Star Wars that finally fucking send the thing down, you know? He fucking nailed it and he couldn't get him back but like a trooper, he never brought up that it was a game and he kept doing his jokes after when he was doing his act, he'd do his joke and it would get nothing and he'd hear me laughing in the back and I remember he just, he just kept doing this after every, after every punchline would die and he'd hear me laughing and he just kept, he just kept like looking at me. And, he, and he fucking, dude, I loved the kid. I fucking loved him. He, he, he just, he stayed in it and he just took it. That's fucking hilarious. ate his balls for 20 minutes. That's because awesome. of me, man. It was awesome. We did this uh, in San Francisco at the Punchline. Every Sunday night, they have all the local comics and San Francisco comedians go up and they sort of they do a showcase. And after a while, and you, you're in San Francisco comedy for three or four years, they really let you start fucking around. So Molly, who runs the Punchline, oh, yeah, she's the best. Let there's an empty table in the front. So I got four comedians, a couple girls that were comics, and uh, we uh, pretended we got sat. So we mm-hmm. s- got sat in the front. And the host and everybody knew what was going on. All the comics knew what was going on, but the audience had no fucking clue. And we got sat and then um, waited two comics, got drinks. They bought us drinks. We ordered and then waited two comics, got our coats, and got up and fucking walked out of there. And the host goes, what the fuck? (laughs) You guys just got here. You're going to leave already? And I go, yeah, it's not for us. (laughs) We thought, we thought everybody was going to be a little bit better than they actually were. 
And then the idea is like, because I'm one of the older guys in the in San Francisco comedy at this point, and then this is how it's supposed to go, that he goes, well, you think you're fucking, you can do better? And I go, yeah. I think I do. I think I actually could do better. And I went up, and then he goes, well, go ahead and fucking go up there. And I walked up, and I sort of fumbled with the microphone a little bit because I didn't know what I was doing. And... Uh, looked out in this audience, and they fucking hated me so much. <laughs> and so I told the best joke I had at that time, and just ate it. <laughs> it was a good bit. And just fucking died, and it just kept on going. All the comics were fucking dying. But they let us do shit like that all the time. And stage fights. We would stage fights and like audience members like pretend we were shills constantly but that's just like the best part about having a room especially like this or something like it just doesn't <laughs> fucking matter um but we, we should keep it. <laughs> i think it's that's important to realize in comedy when you start out it's like it really doesn't fucking matter uh it really does you think every set when you're starting out it's like important and uh somebody's watching Nobody's fucking watching. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, let's bring out any advice to give up. Somebody's gonna fucking that doesn't fucking matter. Uh, hey, actually, if anybody is a new comic, I brought a couple books that I think are essential to. Uh, well, one that's essential to starting. It's uh, Comic Insights by Franklin Ajay, and it has it's one of the best stand up books ever. We're all gonna sign it. And um, he taught this at UCLA, but this is my copy, and um, I think anybody starting out and doing stand-up should absolutely read this. tells you uh, a lot of good shit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Uh, we bring out uh, one of my friends. He's uh, in a uh, podcast. It's called uh, Your Mom's House. Big round of applause for Tom Segura, everybody. Hey. What's up, Tom? How's this going? Are you listening? It's, uh, it seems to be going well. This is fine. I'm, I'm totally tuned out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> seems like it's going well right it's now. It's going well. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you showed up. This is a good time. You guys are pretty good. We're doing all right. You know, yeah. Telling some stories, some road stories, stories yeah. of the roads. What would you bring to, uh, let's just get it out of the way. Okay. Your complete yeah. lack of fucking effort <laughs> dedication. You're going to fucking eat your words. This right here. My grandfather, uh, <laughs> spoke too soon. He owned the general store in Louisville. And in 57, when Kennedy visited, he didn't have anything uh, to have him sign. So he had him sign this. And then he gave it to me. And I, I've traveled everywhere with it. And then when I was in... Did I it still say whites only on the front door <laughs> when he walked in? I got to do something to try to save my side of the story here. <laughs> on the inside. They didn't but fucking have those in the 50s. Absolutely did. They didn't have cardboard. I've <laughs> they didn't have cardboard. They didn't have Tupperware. Everything was made out of metal and wood. <laughs> when I was in... Uh, I was in Argentina in 99. I was in... Uh, Cordoba, or as you would probably say, Cordoba, and I was. Cordoba. <laughs> that's, that's how I was. Uh, I was on. I was going to go back to Buenos Aires, and I met a girl at a leather store, and she took me to a party, and Maradona was there. So he 
signed it. Hand of God. Hand of God. Signed Hand it. Of God. And then I was in the Atlanta airport five years later, and I saw Pele. He saw it, and he goes, he's like, El sol el numo de original, and he signed it. Had he heard about this thing at that point? Was that? He must have heard about it. He knew about it. He was like, are you the... Maradona (laughs) told me about this shit. Can I apologize already? I mean, that's just a fucking amazing story. I'm sorry. I I was way out of line. (laughs) You were way out of line. (laughs) Could you you be careful and put that over there? Thank you. Really sorry about that, man. No, no, you know? I mean, we're, we're good. It's yeah. an incredible story. I, uh, it's like uh, your, your most prized possession. That's and your... worth 200 grand, easy. But I don't know where it'll start. Probably like bid. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Uh, okay. <laughs> you got that, right? I have Showing dedication to this network. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also I have my new special on DVD, but that's worth fucking 30 cents. This thing, that's the real value, guys. Right. Yeah. How's uh, how's working with your wife? Do we ever talk about that? You guys get along swimmingly all the time because I used to. So at this company where I used to, my parents' family business, where I did the piss test, I had to then uh, manage all of the employees. So I had to do a lot of the progressive discipline, all the terminations, firing people, and one of the biggest fights that I had to break up was husband and wife. Working together, that, that never really works out, but you guys seem to do it great. That's amazing. Yeah, it's not. I mean... <laughs> no, it's actually good. I, I know comics that are, like, that are married, and they'll be like, do you get super jealous when she gets shit and you don't? Yeah, like, she's doing great. Yeah, I'm like, she's doing way better than me, but like, I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, it's, no. Why would I, like, I get to stay home, and she brings checks that... I can't even wrap my head around to the house. So why would that? <laughs> why would that bother me? That's a fantastic thing. So doing the show together is easy. Yeah, because I always heard like one headshot per household is a good. Is that that's Bob Hope said that? Did he? Yeah. That's a, all right. No, that's I don't right. fucking know. All right. <laughs> I'm just wondering why he didn't sign the uh, fucking paper towel. <laughs> There's a. I want to know what is progressive discipline aside from an unbelievable name for an album. Progressive, di- progressive. Yeah, di- you played like a prog band. You fucking nah. were. Has anyone ever been talking? You get a verbal warning, then you get a written warning. I always made people sign the verbal. Uh, I did. That was my little trick. I was like, do you want to acknowledge that uh, we had this conversation? And just in case, I needed a jump step too. And so it's first time, and people would sign that. Yeah, idiots. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> They would always, would I, they would, sometimes they would refuse to sign. This is a great, t- I can't believe people fucking did this. They would refuse to sign. I'm not going to sign that. And then I go, can I just have you acknowledge that you refuse to sign? <laughs> 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 fucking sign it. It's great. Dude, that's what you're going to go to a store and they just go, can I get your phone number? And the people just give it to them. Like, I'm always standing no. in the fucking line like they're morons. Hey, can you step in this lava? <laughs> you, you, you have a fucking name tag. <laughs> We're not going to do anything with it. Yes, you would. Why are you asking for it? You just collect data for the fuck of it, you know, in between customers. Yeah, but that was always, that was always tough when you had um, husband and uh, wife to working discipline? together. No, no, not to discipline. They would always argue, and it was just too close. You spend more time with them. You spend time working with them, and then you spend time at home. You know, like, there yeah. is people actually going to a business, so it's probably different. It helps, though, that it's not a real job. It's not a real job. You know? 
Like we don't have real jobs. Yeah, we sit around and we talk about farts and then we <laughs> put it out there. And then yeah, we're like that's our All job. Right. Really <laughs> Unless somebody starts taking the fart talk way too seriously. Well, that's happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we fart into the mics and <laughs> people get upset about that. Yeah. I think you you could be a really fucking tough boss. Both of you, I could see you being real ball busting bosses. No, let's ask some no. of the ATC I employees. I uh, bring them out. Yeah, they fucking hate me. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard because um, I've seen so many people fuck up that you know it really is difficult to. I'm not sure does it, how many people by round of applause work in an office. Uh, let's see, clap. We work in an office. How many people work with more than five people? Uh, clap. But nobody in here has a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys? Uh, yeah, let's do all it. your homeless stuff right now. This is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's difficult because you spend so much time with those fucking people, and then what was easier for me is that when I had to fire somebody or discipline somebody, they were always off site. So if you saw Up in the Air with George Clooney, I did that. I would go around to all these businesses that I wasn't at every day. But when you're working with somebody, I, used to, I, mean, I just got so cold, and it just made me such a bad person. Uh, I would listen to gangster rap. I would listen to Track 13 from The Menace to Society, Brand Nubian, uh, Brand Nubian, Everything is Everything album, Track 13, if you want to fucking do anything. It's about From Menace to Society right before they rob a liquor store. And I would listen to that track, and I would walk in, uh-huh. and I'd fucking put out a cigarette, fucking do a little acid. And <laughs> No, I'd walk in and I'd just take care, of it and it would be some like you know, uh, physician's assistant, medical assistant, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Uh, my name's Al. We're meeting under unfortunate circumstances. It's been determined that today is going to be your last day. I understand you have a ficus, and I, <laughs> I just, I was just Jesus. a robot. It was kind of horrible. Uh, and you would and show up the fire for real, like you'd yeah, you want to do them all in person. People would run from me. It was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I never told you about any of shit. No. I, if, if you saw me at 4.30 on a Friday, it was bad. So when I was just popping around, and sometimes we had so many businesses we deal with that I would pop into other companies and just to say hi. And I, hey, Brian, how are you? And he goes, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> and just fucking took off. <laughs> they would all run from me. And then at some point, I knew the guy, so I, I, I started getting bored with it. I'd fire so many people that I spun around in one guy's chair. I called him to his own office. So oh, I had, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still a stupid comic. Uh, I was trying to make it interesting. And uh, so I called the guy to his own office, sat with facing the wall, and felt him walk in and just rolled or turned around. <laughs> Jesus. It's what? It was fucking hilarious. Uh, to, I thought it was, it was really funny. Fucking ice Dude, cold, I, man. That was yeah. the exact opposite. I didn't, have, I didn't like having a boss. I didn't want to be a boss. I just stayed out in like warehousing. It was mainly where I worked. I liked, I liked warehousing because I didn't have to work outside. Yeah, what jobs have you had other than working in a dentist's office? Uh, well, paper route when I was a child. Um, then I, yeah, a lot of warehouse. I like warehouses because you didn't have a specific place where you had to be. It was this giant area. So it, there wasn't that, that fucking cubicle thing where you're just sitting there with, you know, the office space, the guy, yeah, coming around the corner. <laughs> so 
I would just be, where's Bill? Ah, he's on the forklift. He's, he's fucking over there, whatever. And there was also sort of a much looser sort of boss-employee relationship. Like, we, we used to imitate our boss. He had slightly a high-pitched voice when he would get mad. He'd be like, oh, come on, guys. And we'd all be going, come on. And we'd just give him a, And then he would just walk out shaking his head going, bunch of babies, bunch of babies. That was it. And it was like, I remember, too, he tried. He tried to uh, say it in my review. I was making like you know fucking five seventy five an hour, right? And I was trying to see if I could get up to six, and they fucked me over. They're only going to give me five eighty five. And he said that uh, you know Bill's a good worker, uh, definitely smart guy, but he tends to be too sarcastic. And he spelt it sarcastic, and he had already given it in to his boss over him. And I said to him, I "Was like, dude, it's sarcastic." And he was just going, "No, no, it's it's sarcastic." I was like, no, dude, it's... <laughs> and this is before, like, fucking smartphones. We could just look it up. So it was just two guys in a vacuum going like, no, dude, it's, it's sarcastic. I don't, I don't think it is. It's, it's sarcastic. He, he's just walking out mumbling. So, sarcastic. It's, just, it's, it's sarcastic. <laughs> and then, Tom, what about you? Jo- uh, normal jobs, day jobs? Fucking like, so many. Jesus Christ. Uh, in L.A., you've always, like, when did you... When I first got here, I interned at uh, entertain- like Copelson Entertainment, and then I worked at Chibo when they opened. Right across the street. Right across Chibo. the street when they, when they first opened, and it was just like, it was just... Uh, just hookers. Chibo. It was just hookers and Chibo. And <laughs> this is a track here uh, on Sunset, uh, you know, late at night. At least it was. So it was all pimps and hookers. And then one day the, the, uh, the owner was like, stop serving hookers. Like, don't serve them. And I was like, how, how do you want us to do that? Like, <laughs> like, what if she just looks like a hooker? I'm just like, yeah, no. Nice lady. <laughs> like, you look too fucking willing to get this. <laughs> so, and then they caught on to it. So what they would do is they're like, they needed a place to chill while they were waiting for guys to drive up. So they would be like, can I get a lemonade? And it would be like $2. And they're like, here's a 20, keep the change. And I was like, we're going to definitely serve hookers. If <laughs> so we did that. <laughs> And then I had I had like you know short hair and uh, not a beard really just like a, a buzz on my face and so they all thought after a while that I was an undercover vice squad cop so like all the pimps would be like oh what's up officer and I was like mm-hmm. how nope. deep do you think this investigation is. <laughs> They're like, the undercover guys are working at fucking Chibo to catch you buying lemonade. All right. That's great. Yeah. So there was that. Oh, the very fucking first one. This was the very first job. I got to L.A. and I needed a job. And I looked at the time. I think it was the back of one of these, like, free publications. And it had uh, a place called Splash. The uh, the relaxation spa was the name of it. I thought it would be like I was like a spa job, like that's that's you know <laughs> dignified. Yeah. So it's a fancy fancy day spa. That's what I thought, you know, like and it's probably just on like Santa Cucumber Monica water. Boulevard. It seems yeah, like exactly. Kind of. Cucumber water, full towels. So it's it was on Third Street and it's all in white and the the. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Only whisper. That fucking water fountain. Yeah. I was like, this is a job that I can tolerate doing as like a first job in a city. And I get there, and there, uh, it's basically, it's hot tub rooms that you rent by the hour. And again, hookers. It's just like a hooker spot. Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy who owned it was the biggest fucking piece of shit I've ever met in my entire life. And, uh, you know, I was like, I thought this was a spa. And he was like, yeah, it is. Like, you rent the rooms by the hour at my spa. And like, do, do we offer any spa services? He's like, yeah, you can sit in the spa. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I did that for a couple weeks. You had to clean up after... Uh, yeah, the best was when um, we had a policy. This is the best thing was that the policy was it was mostly people meeting like escorts and, and uh, they, that they found online or in papers, and you were not allowed to go to the room without everybody there. So like somebody would show up and they'd be like, oh, "Hey, I got the Barcelona room." <laughs> they had Barcelona, themes, you know. Yeah. Nice one. There was the Greek one. And there was the Japanese garden. So <laughs> it was like I got the Barcelona room, and I was like, "All right, cool. Just uh, wait for the." Uh, whole party to get here and he was like nah I don't, I don't want to do that and I was like you have to and so then somebody would really nervously wait like oh shit like you could see the panic in their face and like and you could you know you would act like you're not enjoying it but you would enjoy you're like oh, and then and then a guy would show up and he'd be like uh Kevin he's like are you Mario he's like yeah he's like let's fucking do this right now and then it would be like triple team, qua, you know, what a quadruple team? I don't know, what, four people on one? I don't know. So, but then they would go in there and fucking three minutes later, they would just run out and then you just see like five con- used condoms and then I highly recommend, it's a great job if you want to do it. Sorry. looking for work. Third Street, yeah. It's a really nice place. Shit. Uh, and with so that, yeah. You guys want to go? Speaking of... Uh, Hey, uh, is he ready? Dave Anthony, ready to fucking go? Uh, Mr. Sunshine? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, formerly of the Walking the Room podcast, we can talk. That's still happening? Oh, I can't wait to hear all about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Dave Anthony. Let him hear it. David, so, how are you, sir? So, walking the room is uh, oh. still yeah, it's still happening. Oh, okay, because Greg Greg went to Australia for a couple months, and he's back. So the podcast is back. The podcast is back. All right, just like old times, just like I a couple of old friends. I love it. They start talking again, and uh, one of them has ADD issues. <laughs> and that's not that's not me. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of uh, difficult conversations. It's like doing a podcast with the grandpa, and he keeps going, what? It's good. What'd you, what'd you bring out? What do you, About a doorknob. Um, I'm, fi- I'm a fix-it guy. and uh, Is that a good one? So my, I, we had a kid, and we were living in this apartment. We had a kid, and the door started sticking, and I was like, well, the door can't stick when your kid's in there, because then your kid will die. Can't get your kid. You can never get in there. Once the door's stuck, you got there. Forget it. You got to forget about him. <laughs> got to make another kid. Yeah, you got to make another one because that one got trapped in the fucking room. 
So uh, the, it's sticking, and I'm like, all right, I can, I can fucking tackle this. I'm a man. So I go to Costco, and I buy myself a doorknob without a lock. Costco, a lot of people go, don't go to Costco. I, didn't, I just said Costco, I said, I'm at Home Depot. Okay. I, Costco, I would get buy some food, food bulk breads. Uh, <laughs> but I bought a hallway one. It's a hallway lock. I don't know. What, it just doesn't have a. It doesn't have a lock on it. It's just a. Your knock. butter knife. Because you, know, you don't want your kid. You don't want your kid locking the door because he's whatever three and he's they're stupid. <laughs> so I go to put it in. I go to try to take the other doorknob off, and I'm basically. I basically. I mean, I destroy the door. Like it's just. <laughs> It looks like I went out with a fucking axe, and I'm getting mad at it, and I'm te- I finally tear it off. And then, and then I, so I take the doorknob off, and it's in pieces on the floor, and I'm like, fuck this, I'll put this one in, and then I can't open the door. It turns out it wasn't sticking because of the doorknob. Like, somehow the weight had shifted in the house, and it was sticking up top. <laughs> so the door still wouldn't open. <laughs> so I called the landlord, and I was like, it's, it's all fucked up, I don't know what happened. <laughs> And then the guy came out and to fix it, and I, I gave him this. He's like, That's, what the fuck is that? That's not going to happen. I fucked Dude, shit. it up. And I already tried to put this on, and it doesn't. Like, trying to put two ends of a door it's very difficult. knob together. That's but, really what, hard. It was fucking insane. No, that's I'm very I'm screaming difficult. and kicking the door. I'm like, this should just snap. It this should be like a snippety snap, and then you fucking walk away all happy. Like a fucking lady part and a man part that go to this like oh like an awesome noise. I would never <laughs> never went together. Never to fucking that. went together. So I put it back in the box and uh, no. years later I brought it here. I, I, I didn't. You know my funny? wife's like, are we bringing that to the new house? I'm like, fuck yes we are. We might need a hall door at some point. You can see the frustration in the way you repackage <laughs> repackage this thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much. God, you fucking. Did probably, you, th- this you consider been, returning it at any point? No, no. And it's been. This has probably been called a cunt so many times <laughs> that it's unbelievable. What do you want? It needs a with? loving home, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> don't I believe if you have a child and you don't want a lock on your door, this could save a life. What do you want to start the bidding at? Seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> It's signed. I signed it. I didn't sign the doorknob. Slage. This is nice. It's a good Slage brand. Slage is a really good, it's brand. good brand. If you guys are ever looking around for doorknobs. And it says guaranteed fit, too, yep. but not no, with it'll you. fit right That's in That's a there. European family, right? Slage. Yeah, the Slages. Slage family? Yeah. yeah. They came Slage. up with the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the doorknob in the 1500s. Well, the, 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 the doorknob empire I have family. those uh, lath and plastic in the house um, where I even putting in, hanging any art or any anything framed is such a fucking disaster. Yeah. Uh, because I'll always attempt to just take a shortcut and go in with a screw, and then I go in too far, and it punches through, and it's just I end up with like four or five holes, the thing's crooked. <laughs> And I just hang the thing. I'm moving it in a couple of weeks, and I know I'm going to take a bunch of art off the wall, and it's just going to be a reminder of how fucking horrible. Is it how you don't have a, You don't have a stud finder. I don't. I don't. No. I, and is I don't want to hang the stuff where the studs are. The studs are not in, in, in the center of the, the walls, usually. It's off to the you side. You've got to center it. It's artistic if you don't. There, you don't got to be all weird and have everything <laughs> OCD. You, you and hang all, perfect. all your so, you hang all your own stuff. You do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, stud finder changes your fucking life. There's nothing yeah. worse than when you just you do the knocking thing and you yeah, think yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it. Do. And you're like, yeah, this is solid. This is solid. Then it just goes. 
you like lose a screw when you hear it fall down there. And you're like, fucking cocksucking piece of fucking shit. Dude, you never go to Home Depot once. It's at least three fucking trips. Yeah. Yes. And you can't find anybody. Nobody. Fucking. Oh, and God. then when you do find something, fucking they shut off that aisle and the guy's like, beep, beep. Yeah, they close down you. an entire aisle. Oh, what a, one time I, I was like, I got this figured out and I tried a, a little, the butterfly nut, which like when, it, when you slide it in, it pops open and then you can It's a wall it. anchor. Is yeah, it a wall anchor? Yeah. yeah. The so, so I push it in and then I'm like, oh, it's not tightening. So then I just get this giant screw hanging there. So I just s- smashed it through. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it just fell down. I was like, oh, it's not my apartment. I stopped. Yeah, you just, you just spackle. <laughs> I stopped at uh, curtain. I did that for curtains. I bought curtains and I, I, I drilled like 19 holes for each screw. <laughs> and like, there's just fucking, it looks like, like a, like just saw, like white powder. It looks like cocaine is on the ground. Like there's just yeah, so much powder. Yeah, yeah, and then... I just, you know, since I rent a house, it's like the best, like after a while I was like, I'm just going to call that dude for everything. So like I, that was it. For, like if the shower door falls off the track, I'll be like, hey, man, over you got to come do this shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking he like hates you so much. Oh yeah. He hates me, but you know, the check clears. He fucking. <laughs> I told him there's a fucking wasp nest. There's like three. Wa- I was like, you need to come fix that shit, man. <laughs> We got a, we got a, we had the thing with the, so I walk in my, walk in the bedroom at our house and I'm like, it smells a little bit like mildew in here. There's something leaking. I'm looking around. My wife walks in and she goes, it's the dog. I'm like, the dog doesn't fucking smell like wet, moldy. Then we got a fucked up dog if that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm smelling it for like a week and a half and I'm like, I'm going to call the fucking landlord. And then right as, as the landlord's driving over, the house cleaners come, and they, like, spray it with, like, some hotel shit. So it just smells really pretty. And she walks in, and she goes, I don't smell anything. It smells great. I'm like, it's a fu- there's something fucking wrong in here. And she's looking under the tub, and uh, we got a jet. We got a jet tub. You know, it's a nice tub. <laughs> and she's looking under there, looking at it. She goes, I don't see any leaks. And I go, well, I don't know what to tell you. It definitely smells like mildew in here. And she goes, oh, wait a minute. And she walks out the sliding glass doors, and there's a closet out there. And I never knew what was in that fucking closet. And she opens it up, and it's just, it's like a waterfall coming out of the hot water heater. I mean, it's just like, oh, no. It's like, she, she goes, how much is your water bill? I was like, we just moved in. It's like 300. She goes, it's supposed to be 100. Like, That's a lot of fucking water. So the whole $30,000. Of damage. But you don't own the place, so you don't give Fuck a shit. Fuck yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Nothing. She kept looking at me, and I was like, I'm so glad I don't own this place. And she's like, you're not, you're not helping. I'm like, I feel like I am. <laughs> definitely helping me right now. I don't know about you, but this feels good. It's, it's really the best. Good. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> oh, my God, not owning something? Of course. The last apartment, I can't believe they never called me. We never played a we never paid a security deposit moving in because I I, I kind of knew the owner and I was like what if we don't pay a security deposit I was like you take care of the place you look after it I was like fuck yeah we fucking ruined that place <laughs> like the bed didn't have any like cushion on the bottom of the frame so it was just fucking scratching the floor and everything was fucked up and didn't hear a word I was like what the fuck just happened no, we destroyed that place nothing the guy never fucking called. It's crazy. I called the city on one guy. When I first moved to L.A., I, as my son was uh, one, and we moved into this place over in Los Feliz on Avocado Street. It's a and good so street. It's a four, fourplex, 
And so we're down low, and he was coughing a lot, so he started coughing. The baby or the, the, the landlord? The, the, the landlord <laughs> just standing outside the window <laughs> coughing. No, the fucking baby. The baby's coughing. The baby's coughing. <laughs> so landlord is uh, rich and in Orange County and never comes up and is just total slumlord. And so we got... Um, You're, we on had, TV. You're on uh, TV right now. We had mold. We had a mold issue. How much mold? It was behind a couch. Because they behind had, a couch? Behind a couch because they had a... It, that year, horrible rains, and I guess the whole building got they were flooded. Yeah. The roof flooded and everything. So got in there, and there's a big mold problem. And then he didn't address it properly, so I just called the city. I went straight to the city. Magical. And, no, um, he had like no fucking around. That's no. the thing you learn when you know Al. No fucking around. Like straight to the fucking city. He spun around like, in no his chair calls. and called the I'll city. Fucking take <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, Put that cigarette out. Fuck them, yeah. And throw it down. <laughs> and at the city, they're like, it's Al Madrigal again. <laughs> and then, no, I just called the city. The guy, city inspector came out, and uh, that was funny. And the landlord came out. Dude, well, what the landlord was like, dude, dude, Jesus. Yeah, he was just steps. He goes, no, no, he did. He came out, and I go, he wasn't I, call, he, he I called you like, about this. No, I called him about it. I didn't go straight. To the city. You gave him a little bit of time. I gave him an opportunity to yeah, deal on, with this. But for him, he was like, but you're Mexican. It should be. He did not take it seriously. Then he came out. <laughs> and the um, it was so great. This inspector were on a back deck. And uh, I knew that the uh, handrail was all rotten. and I, But it looked like it was in place. Uh-oh. And the city inspector's back there. And he goes... You could have, the landlord goes, you could have just told me I would have come and fixed all that stuff. And I go, hey, to right in front of the inspector, why don't you take a look at this and just fucking right flip it right off. <laughs> in his face. In his face. Wow. And, and it was just all termite, rotten, like just sucking. He had to build a whole new fucking deck. <laughs> the one year old coughing. How. How, how old were you? you? How old were you? Was it, I, this was when, uh, 10 years ago. So he just thought you were a fucking stupid idiot? And, yeah. And you would, yeah. yeah. I would not ever uh, want to fuck with Al Madrigal. Uh, <laughs> Al takes it to the end immediately. <laughs> he does. He's yeah. like... Uh, he goes no. straight to the fourth quarter. He does. <laughs> just fucking game over. Well, somebody, somebody told me that, that you were at a bar. Were you at a bar in Buffalo? And someone talked shit to you when you walked in the bar. And you're like, what did you say, motherfucker? And you got right in his face. Oh, no. That, this, this fuck Nick Thune. Uh, <laughs> I say that right now. There we go. Yeah. Fine. Right, so we're in this. And he's, a, he's such a fucking pussy. Uh, no. He's, my, he's a very good friend In a good of mine. way. Uh, yeah, he's an endearing term. You like an endearing piece of shit. So, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, no, we're very, we're very good friends, and so we see we're in Atlanta. He's at the Improv. This is three weeks ago. Uh, we're in Atlanta. I'm at the Punchline. He's at the Improv, and then Eddie Ift was at the Laughing Skull. We all meet up. We do a show. We all hang out. Johnny Sanchez was was with me. Then we met up at bars. We're standing in this bar, and this dude walks by, and grabs Nick's shirt and starts fucking fucking with his shirt, going like this and looking at it. And then Don't I just am standing do there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's right. And I'm standing there and Wait, Nick, Nick, didn't, wasn't... Nick didn't say a thing. And the what? guy walked away and I go, 
What the fuck was that? You're just going to let the guy touch your shirt like that? How is this happening? And then he goes, I just don't want any trouble. You know, the guy sees That really is trouble. Up. And so he goes, what am I going to do? And then I said, tell the guy not to touch your shirt. Slap his hand. So I'm like, nobody gets to just walk up to you and fuck with you like that. And so then we're outside, and he, the same guy walks by and does a, like a little boy, like pats him on the head and starts to rubbing Nick his Thune. head to Nick Thune. Was he, was he taller than Nick? No. <laughs> he's not bigger than Nick Thune. He's not, he's not, and so... Hey there, little fella. Hey, yeah. little guy. <laughs> How you doing, little baby? Nick was sitting down, and he walked by and fucking tossed his hair. So we're sitting at this bench, and, and uh, it, you know, a bunch of comics, and everybody's hanging out. We're drinking outside, and he gave him the hair tussle. Ugh. And then I, I, I smacked his hand yeah. and go, what the fuck? What are you doing? Get, a, get the fuck out of here. And then all his friends came yeah. and go, is there a problem? I go, yeah, there's a problem. Your friend came over and touched my friend. Get him the fuck out of here. And then my friend's a grown man. Yeah, you don't do <laughs> treat him he like that. He doesn't tolerate this. Stuff. I mean, he's sitting there silently. It's weird. Didn't and say I'm fighting anything. For him. Didn't say anything. And now I'm, I, he made me feel like an asshole for like uh, and I was. But the totally best part of this is, I said this should happen in Buffalo, which it did, and this is a different story in Atlanta. <laughs> So, it's a completely now, different town. Now tell us the Buffalo story. Uh, the Buffalo story. <laughs> the buffalo, well, the Buffalo story is completely different. Yeah. I don't remember. The I, bu- that's what give the, you, yeah, tell me the Buffalo story. I was story. just there this is weekend, okay? And, and they told me they were like, uh, yeah, we walked into this bar. <laughs> And that somebody was like, "Check, look at these faggots!" And you were like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And oh you yeah, gra- yeah. Okay. I'm, so oh, okay. So <laughs> unreal. What kind of week did you have that you forgot <laughs> that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, right about oh that. that's right. Oh no, that that crazy bar confrontation. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Oh, the faggot one. So, I thought you were no, talking about this the, the first night. Faggot or cocksucker? <laughs> cocksucker was Tuesday. <laughs> We're in. We were, we're in Buffalo, and who's me and the other comic, uh, the guy I told you about in the beginning that said, uh, "Hey, folks, uh, sorry guys, oh, gotta guy. go, gotta go. Um, that's my time." And me and that guy oh, go out. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> That's it. For, that's it for me, guys. That's and it. We no, 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 no. I got. I gotta go. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Guys, we're actually, we, we are they running out of time. We're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, so, <laughs> that same guy, we're out first night, and he's, he's a nice guy. And so, I, we walk into the bar. I go straight for the bar. He starts talking to this guy behind me, and um, I'm ordering drinks. I look back. What do you want? I go, hey, does your, your buddy, does this guy want anything? Anybody else need anything? And uh, I walked up, just thought he was talking to the guy, and maybe recognized him, or they started making small talk. And then I walked up, hey, how you doing, Al? Nice to meet you. And I gave the guy his drink. And as we're walking away, he goes, you know, I was talking to that guy, right? And I said, no, I thought you just you struck up a conversation, and you knew him. And he goes, he called us faggots. <laughs> when we walked up, he said, hey, look at these faggots. And I go, I'll but be that- right back. <laughs> 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 
because I was really nice to him. And uh, then I went up, and he was standing at the bar talking to a girl, and I'm like, uh, I go, hey. Uh, and I twisted, you know, uh-huh. you yeah. twist it down uh, like yeah. that. Yeah, like a, total, like a total asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that one. Yeah. And I go, Call that um, one dad. You pull him towards you? Did you do the whole thing where you're like, yeah. you're like hey, yeah, man? Yeah, 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 I did. Because uh, I was pissed. I, I shouldn't be doing any of this, but I'm telling you, uh, I have two kids. I'm going to get killed one yeah. day. That's what my wife says to me, too. What I said, hey, you uh, can't do that. So you, you called us faggots, huh? And and I said, how how do you know we we weren't faggots? What if we were faggots? <laughs> I think you could just say that to, and just throw that around, and uh, people are not going to be pissed about it because maybe you could run into the wrong guy who could get pissed about it, uh, and uh, <laughs> I would actually do something about it. I I was looking at. I'm never going back to fucking Buffalo, and. I was looking at the whole thing. Like, I got to tell one more quick story about that trip. So the opener was this little. I'm doing the the dick story, the and dick that's, story a, that's is great. a bit. But by the way, that's hilarious that that guy just said that shit. Just that guy in the town. Look at these faggots. Look at these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. yeah but, but that's his. That's, that's his, just funny, man. Just what, what that else? much no, no. of an asshole. Well, but that's it's, his like thing. Like that's his place, exactly and that's like you're coming into his little world, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. like the, he's the your faggots guy. He's like, oh, look yeah. at these faggots. Anytime someone new comes I mean, in, to be honest, everyone looks at him like, what are you gonna I say, Larry? Look at these faggots. <laughs> yeah, just fucking the. Uh, <laughs> we were looking pretty gay. <laughs> uh, we did. You guys, uh, you guys were holding hands. Yeah, we were holding hands. <laughs> no, I, was I bet like, if anybody knew that he doesn't recognize that walks yeah. in, he because he's got he's got to make his territory. Yeah. He's yeah. nervous. Yeah. You're gonna be funnier. You're going to get the hotter chick, so he's got to get you in line. Plus, so he's he, try- he throws a little jab, puts yeah. a mitt in your face. And he's trying to, he's trying to, to impress the, bar, the bartender. And he, he hey, watch this. denied it. Hey, <laughs> faggots. <Yeah. laughs> hey, hey, you get another got free again. Another free one on me, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with it? How did you come up with it? How did you I would have thought he'd say a thousand other things. He comes with the package. That's unbelievable. It's just so fucking original. Like, how did you find your voice? The mind, the mind on him is just like so fast. Never dies. Because those guys came in and I was like, but you, Larry goes. You did they go. in Buffalo? Did they tell you about the dicks girl? They, what? No, they. What the, I want, I definitely want to hear about the dicks. You would girl, think you would know when they got off. You think when you got off the plane, they'd be like, "There's a dicks girl here." Yeah. Like yeah. it seems very. What What I was gonna say was that when they told me the faggot story, I don't know. If we should come up with another title for the story, but <laughs> the uh, <laughs> that story that uh, that he saw you. <laughs> Saw you go up to the guy. He was like, "Ah, shit! Like, this is our headliner this week. He's gonna about to get fucked up." And, but yeah. then he was like, "The guy, the fucking hey faggots guy." He said, "They said he backed down immediately and was like, oh no, 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 everything's cool." Everything's yeah, 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 yeah. None of that. I really so I say that because you have the eyes of a murderer. You do. It's true. You do. I really think that's what it is. But I also you know, I did really you... like looking him in the eyes and I go. Maybe you're going to say that to the wrong person someday. Well, that's fucking and crazy. I was doing, yeah. yeah. And now he's like, he's like, he watches The Daily Show and he starts crying like it's all weird. No. But now, you know, I was in Atlanta with uh, Nick Drew Carey and Ryan Hamilton. And so that's like just being with pudding. Like those guys aren't, aren't going to yeah, fight anybody. Yeah. And uh, 
and we were there. We went to that bar area, which is the same fucking thing. And and we were with some guys from the club, and the guys like, "There's guys here that'll try and start shit all the time. It's like their thing." <laughs> and some guy just walks up the table and goes, "How you guys doing? You funny people?" I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just walked away, and I was like. <laughs> I looked at the guy. I was like, what was that? And he goes, he wanted you to start some shit. And then they'd start fighting. And I was like, what do you mean they start fighting? And then his buddies come over and they have a little shit-kicking thing. Like, that's like a thing that they do in that area. But it's I pretty think, great. It's pretty great. I think you may have cured the guy. Yeah. I think that when you said you might have said that to the wrong guy, that yeah. now that guy is the guy who when somebody goes, hey, faggot, he's like, you don't want to do that. Don't do that. You might... I, you if, know what? What I, if they I, were gay? I used to be. I used to be you. Exactly. Yeah. I used to be you. And it's not. It's not a good world to live in. And then we'll, how's then it feel here? How's I it feel here? What's gotten guy. into you, man? <laughs> What's th- Dick's girl? Uh, so real quick. And I, yeah. and so Dick's we meet girl. this girl. The opener that week in Buffalo was the kid on the radio. That's the producer. And Josh. The little nerdy. Yeah, yeah, Josh. I go mole man, Josh. Yeah, Vision Quest. Did you say looks Mole like Man? Hans Molman, the uh, from uh, the Simpsons. He's great. So he is a nice guy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he is great, and yeah. he's a nice. So he said a couple girls are going to meet us out, and he yeah, exactly when this guy says girls are going to be, I'm like, oh, okay, I can't wait to see these. Just a, you know, just a little. His glasses are so thick that they're they're this it looks like he's mag- like working on ju- watches and like that yeah. so he's blind in one eye he's blind in one eye yeah. and so he said girls are meeting us out and he known him for five, four years and these two hot chicks walk in and the girl's a disney princess in disney on ice and her th- i said how did you guys meet and he looks at me and goes she has to see my dick her thing is that she goes around this bar, and I watched her do it, walks up to any guy and says, hey, show me your dick. <laughs> How many guys would do it? Seriously. Seriously. Okay. Wait, what is, yeah. wait. I what mean, is, what's what the is, harm? At the, I mean, besides the fact that you're in is, public and get arrested, but... Yeah. What does she look like? I wouldn't she's do it. pretty attractive. Uh, she's she like, yeah, she's a, a Disney. She plays Sleeping Beauty in Disney on Ice, and she's uh, she's and uh, she's working shit out on the other side. Out too much. You know what I mean? She's like, this job makes me feel weird. So on the other end, I'm just going to go all over town and ask anyway, guys to see their dick. I'm in Buffalo. I, I look over, and we're in this crowded Buffalo bar, different bar, and. Um, so you I have a drinking problem. I, I, I go. I, I'm in Buffalo. I go out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna stay. I like to go out. So there's these two big Buffalo meatheads by the jukebox, and after I find out she likes to look at dicks, uh, I see and I say, I do this as a bit, and I go, you don't have to be fucking Benedict Cumberbatch to realize those guys got their dick out by the, the guys got a stick out by the jukebox. And so this guy is looking suspicious, and he's he's got his dick out clearly. And her friend, how is he looking it. suspicious? He's going like this. Yeah, he's doing the look yeah, around the room, look around, and hunched yeah. over. And you can it's tell like when you're pissing in public, but a little more scarier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> higher higher stakes. <laughs> yeah, higher, it's a much higher, higher stakes. stakes. That's what I meant. Higher stakes. So. Um, her friend comes back and says, "Oh my God, she did it! She, those guys over there." And he, I look down, and all of a sudden, the guy's got his dick wrapped around his wrist. What do you and mean? He, what? 
Yeah. I, now I'm telling now you, we found a story. Yeah. So then I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is somebody. I'm by myself standing there because I was talking to the bartender. And now I'm thinking this is somebody's daughter. And I look at my wedding ring and I go, holy shit, this could be somebody's wife. And I walk over just because, and again, uh, walk over, I tap the big meathead on the shoulder, look at her in the eyes, and I go, I'm sorry, guys, this is embarrassing, but is my wife asking to see your dicks? (laughs) 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 And uh, these guys were just, I mean, 6'4", sabers, hats, just turned around, like, ooh. And, And... uh, I, I go, and she was so great. She looked at me, and again, I, this is a bit, but uh, this is 100% factual. She uh, looks at me, and she goes, you knew I like looking at dicks when we were married. <laughs> I got married. <laughs> She's like, you want to do this? I'll fucking do this. Yeah. And then I really started getting emotional, and I'm trying to work on my acting. And I just like, like I, acting, I, I, yeah, I, okay. in Buffalo, I figured, fuck it. Yeah. And so, a little, little bit of scene work. I go, I go, I go. You said you were going to stop doing this, and now you're doing it. You know how guys raise their voice. You said you were going to stop doing this, and now you're doing this. I love you so much. I go, how many dicks are you going to see? You're going to see all the dicks, huh? You're going to see all the dicks. When is your thirst for dicks going to be quenched? <laughs> so it's a whole big fucking thing. But that was That's fantastic. That's <laughs> <Can I>? fantastic. <laughs> but. I, I feel like something was passed over. Did you say they were wearing sailor hats? Sabres. 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 <laughs> Sabres. Yeah. Because I had a whole different picture going on in my head. I uh, love the idea of, of that sailor being hats. like uh, the description of like to gauge how attractive a woman is. Like, like... What was she like? Like, yeah, you'd show your dick to her. Like that yeah. kind of like you would not show your that dick is, to her. That is a pretty, pretty good gauge of how attractive yeah. someone is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, this has been fucking great. You guys have a good time tonight? Enjoy Wonderful. We're going to, um, real quick. We're going to do this every month. We hope you come back. Uh, we're also, you can bid on this stuff for two weeks. A lot of Bill Burr signed DVDs. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't mention. Eddie brought a bunch of stuff. There's posters back here. Doorknob. Um, the doorknob. Start at 700. Styrofoam cooler. Kennedy. Um, yeah. Maradona. Oh, don't forget Pele. the paper tent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, we have a bunch of shit and a bunch of more stuff that's going to go up. It's kogo.tv, but if you go to allthingscomedy.com, we'll have all the links up there. We, again, are supported pretty much um, by you guys and the ads that are trickling in and shit like that. We're trying to make this work without any outside help, so it's just comedians and comedy fans, nobody else. Uh, And so... um, Dave Anthony, Tom Segura. All right, Togo TV. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thanks, guys.